Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter. Joining me shortly is Jimmy St. James. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. We continue our monster bestiary spotlight with another one that's brand new to me. You'd think I'd know these by now, but I don't. It's the skunk ape. So, terrible joke in three seconds. You ready? Three, two, one. Jim, what smells in here? What's that smell? Incoming. It's the skunk ape. It's the skunk ape. Skunk ape. I'm already grossed out. Already already grossed out. Also known by the wild elves and the areas that they share um these these uh these wild lives with as they're also known as siska the skunk ape so skunk apes are between five and seven feet tall they weigh a little over 200 pounds to 600 plus pounds they Dang. look a lot like um other apes but they have more intelligence and they have this immunity to poison so skunk apes are rancid creatures which dwell in the most fetid of swamps their naturally thick hide and immunity to poison make them an incredibly resilient and dangerous foe they love to toy with living things especially humanoids often torturing them delightfully before devouring the most of their entire body leaving usually only the head as a keepsake so their litter, their their lair, whatever portion of the swamp you find skunk apes in, you will find skulls, if you find them at all, because, I mean, it's a swamp. These things dwell in swamps, um, primarily the most stanky swamps. They prefer terrain that is uh, stagnant, such as the Blackheart Marshes. Typically, a brackish water is more... Um, inviting to them as well they they need water mold fungus uh, they make their layers and hollowed out like hollow cypress trees they have dens that they build in these hollow cypress trees and they prefer to um, rest with part of their body in water um, they're just incredibly disgusting stinky creatures they, they get their immunity to poison by eating what other monsters will not. They are attracted to sour, bitter, and stinky foods. Um, that also helps with their terrible body odor and fecal odor. So anyone who is within five feet of the skunk ape must make a constitution saving throw DC 15. Five feet. <laughs> or become nauseated. Five feet. Nauseated creatures... Um, attack the skunk ape with disadvantage because of their stench they smell so bad not only that but they love to fling poo they of course they do of course they do they have a ranged attack with their feces with a plus nine to hit doing 3d6 plus six poison damage if this attack is successful the target is affected by the nauseating stench trait as mentioned previously That's just, that's just, I can't, I cannot think of a worse 
outcome <laughs> in, a bad, <laughs> in a fight than, than what you just described. Than the terrifying, terrible skunk ape? I no. <laughs> just... Could you... Oh, or, like, what would be even worse is, like, let's say you were 30 feet away from somebody who was actually fighting one of these things, and it's just, like, you're... You want to go in and help, but the stench is so, <laughs> so bad, bad that you just that you just stand stand back and watch it go down. And then when your buddy falls, next thing you know, feces hits you and you start vomiting on yourself. Next thing you know, the thing is upon you, hitting you with that plus nine to hit fist attack, um, and it has oh, it has a long reach as well. It has a ten foot reach. So, um, oh, I got the size wrong. I did. Hey, man, it's par for the course. That's me. <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like. Well, no, I feel like every episode we found something wrong in a stat block or something when yeah. we were doing this. Yeah, they are so much again, much larger. They're much larger to five than five to seven feet tall. So can we strike that from the beginning? <laughs> sure. sure. They are between nine and fifteen feet tall, and they weigh tons. They're huge. These things are absolutely huge. And they have a 10-foot reach. So that 10-foot reach, um, that makes them incredibly difficult to deal with as well. They can punch you for more damage than what even what their poison can do. They're just terrifying creatures, just terrifying. And they their diet consists of um, snakes, frogs, anything poisonous. They, they love fish, um, muskrats, and humanoids. That's where they get a large portion of their and they and the delicacy of the humanoid to a muskrat are um, like the liver, the kidneys, um, the stomach, the the um, any the, the any part of the digestive tract, anything that's going to have a bitter taste to it, they are attracted to. That's that's one of the things that gives them that really nasty. Not only their smell, but that really nasty poison attack at range. I just, it's, um, it, it makes me wonder how things like this, like, continue to exist. You know, like how they uh, procreate. <laughs> well, it's funny you yeah. should ask. <laughs> they, they tend to live in pairs. They tend to pair for life when they mate. They will mate for life. They don't like having kids around, however. Um they, there could you could find a, a family of three or maybe even four. However, when skunk ape babies live to the point where they can feed themselves, they're abandoned. So it can be anywhere from two to five years of age that that happens. Oftentimes, it's and very like very commonly, it's too soon that the parents let go of the children, and the children are left to fend for themselves and then die horribly just to become. Maybe even a meal for another skunk ape at a later time. Do they so? Do they typically stay in one spot? Are they travelers? Like are they constantly moving territory uh, to territory? They're gonna follow the food, um, and so they're not gonna really. And they prefer swamps. They since they like to be to have their bodies submerged in water while they sleep, because they they have an extreme fear of fire, and the sun. So you're not going to catch them out during the daytime very often. That's why they make their dens in those hollow trees to help block the sun from reaching them and to keep them cool during the day. Um, 
so that's that's part of the reason you're not going to see them migrating around because they have to be in that stagnant swampy area what helps there what helps them thrive in these familial units because they are much like they are much like humanoids in the way that they they live and so they group together in small tribal communities so if you find a pair of skunk apes Chances are other skunk apes are somewhere nearby. All apes, and they are directly related to apes, all apes are very social creatures. Skunk apes are no different. However, they don't tend to enjoy each other's company. Uh, I guess you could probably guess the reason for that. Well, so there's no hierarchy. There's no community here. Like, they're, they're animals. Yes, they are animal. They're well. They're animals with intelligence. They have a seven to eight intelligence, very similar to the Detrith. So they can't communicate with one another. They understand a bit of common, but they cannot speak it. So they might understand key words if they've come in contact with humanoids quite a bit. Mm-hmm. However, most of the time, they're more interested in eating those humanoids than dealing with them. They straight up just want to eat you. If they see you, they, they would like to eat you. Um, they are smart enough, however, not to get themselves into too much trouble. They don't coordinate big attacks. They don't attack cities, nothing like that. Their proximity living way out in swamps, the most stankiest swamps, that those tendencies keep them safe. So they can just live off of whatever animals. I, I Some of the animals I mentioned that they like the best are poisonous animals. Those are a delicacy. They will eat just about anything that's living. They'll eat crocodiles, alligators, fish, you name it. If it's living, they will kill it and eat it. They also do eat some nuts, but that's not exactly um, common because there's not a lot of nuts in the swamp. There's there's a thing that I have called tusk nuts or tuskers, um, and those... Those are a delicacy for them as well, but they're just a really bitter, like horn-shaped nut that um, exists in my game world. And Karnak, which so you could put skunk skunk apes are commonly in the like I said the uh, the Blackheart Marsh, but they could fit anywhere in any gaming setting where you have a really um, foul swamp, a really um, remote area of a wetland where it's not too cold. They don't like the cold, they don't like it too hot. It's gotta be a place where at night, it's a moderate temperature. Um, it could be even hot at night, they just don't like that sun, they don't like fire. Um, what about, you know, in terms of like, befriending or controlling a group? So if you try to control them because they are a beast in spite of their intelligence um in the world of karnak things are more clearly labeled um such as beasts that will eat other living things if something is labeled in karnak as a beast it will eat what it will eat um most things won't eat its own kind but pretty much um pretty much things like like the detrith like the skunk ape like bugbears, they will eat their own kind, they will eat whatever they can get their hands on. So I draw that line in the sand of this is a bad guy, this is a monster, You're, this is not a playable race. They, in fact, they actively seek to kill and eat humanoids regularly. Your kind, when they see you, 
they see like in the old cartoons so you remember in the old cartoons when uh when um like in tom and jerry when one when they were really hungry and they would see a chicken but they would see it like like well, a, they'd be looking at somebody and that somebody would turn into like a piece of food like a steak or a, yeah yeah a chicken or something yeah exactly so uh yeah that's what they see when they see you. They see food. weird pool, man. But I liked it. It's good. <laughs> they're not. They're not interested in parlay. They're not interested in trading. They're not interested in treasure. They're interested in eating your bowels. Thanks for listening to this episode of the D and D four twenty podcast. For everything D and D four twenty related, check out dnd four twenty dot com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us there on the website and on YouTube at DND420. Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at DND420. We will see you next week.